The detergent that makes people white spiritually, the detergent is blood red. Without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there is no remission of sins. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, 1 John 1, cleanses a man from all sin. So we're thinking of white in terms of Isaiah chapter 1, which was just up on the screen. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. So it takes red to get white. I've had you turn to Galatians chapter 4. In the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some Christmas messages, but these are not your typical Christmas sermons. I've done enough of those, and they're an archive. I'm not going to be talking this year in the weeks leading up to Christmas about mangers and shepherds and wise men and gold frankincense and smurfs, I mean myrrh, <laughs> as often is the case this time of the year. But I'm going to be talking about something out of Galatians chapter 4. Three verses in particular. Three verses that will be our anchor verses. And I want to give you the theological underpinnings of the event called Christmas. So today and next week and the week after, I'm going to be giving you some theology and some history and some philosophy, and I think you can handle it. After all, we're told to love the Lord our God with all of our mind, soul, strength, so we, we're going to engage our mind in this. But by the time Christmas Day comes, I hope that you will be thoroughly equipped and knowledgeable more than ever before of what Christmas is really all about. Today, since we have less time because we're going to take communion together, I want to focus in on one phrase out of verse 4. And it's a phrase, the fullness of of time, or in my version, the fullness of the time. It speaks of the end of a period of preparation. As if to say God was readying the whole world for this perfect moment in time. And so this week I'm going to look at Christmas, the right season. Next week, Christmas, the right person. The following week, Christmas, the right reason. But let's go to verse 1 for the sake of getting the context of what it is written about. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Jesus Christ. In the context, Paul is simply saying, the law of Moses that governed the Jews for thousands of years accomplished its purpose. God gave the law, keeping Israel in a state of immaturity until the full picture could come. Israel failed to keep the law. All people failed to keep the law in totality. So God introduced a new era of redemption. 
which is summed up in the phrase, when the fullness of the time had come. The Amplified Bible puts it, when the proper time had fully come. You might want to picture a glass that is being slowly, 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 slowly filled up with water throughout time, throughout year after year after year, till it finally reaches the proper fullness. The time reached its fullness. It was the proper time, the appropriate time, the right time, the fullness of the time. Why did God send Jesus when he did? Why not earlier? Why not in Old Testament times? Why not now in modern times? Why, why at that time, 2,000 years ago? Why in that culture, Greco-Roman culture? Why to that part of the world, the Middle East? Bethlehem, Nazareth, Judea, Jerusalem, the Jews? Why would God send the most important?